It is Thursday night, it is 8pm, and we almost got a full house here for your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're going to get get into the rumors about a brand split that is not happening in WWE. And if it's worth bringing a big name back to have to do a brand split. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's going on with uh, Mercedes Vernado, Sasha Banks, because she's saying she's having a very exciting life these days. So we're going to look at what that might possibly mean. And then there's our friend Goldberg. <laughs> Could Goldberg possibly be doing a uh, tour to finish up his career? And could that possibly involve Wembley Stadium? I don't know. We're going to talk about, though, your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. As always, it's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast live. We almost got a full house this week after a couple weeks of just having a tag team appear or maybe a trios appear. We almost got the whole crew together tonight. It's Will here with two James, Jamal, and Damian bringing in the rear from Texas. How's it going, gentlemen? All right, all right. Hey, don't forget that we don't have a full house because it is uh, Mr. Silly Salas himself. It's his birthday, so he's taking that little time away today to celebrate that with the family. So happy birthday to Mr. Silly Salas. Show him some love, folks. Very true. Very true. It's an excused absence when it's a birthday festivities. So happy or, birthday, Silly Salas. Or maybe he's just celebrating 420. Oh, could that be. too. Potentially. (laughs) (laughs) No judgments here. Reasons to celebrate for anyone today. (laughs) Hanging out with good old Riddle. Wouldn't that be (laughs) (laughs) fun? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So it's been an interesting week. And by far, I would say the thing I have seen the most all week long, it won't go away. I know y'all talked about CM Punk last week. (laughs) on the show and at that point the rumor was more along the lines of cm punk's about to return there's talk that he's coming back and the warner brothers wants him involved with aew and 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 stuff's gonna happen well as these things happen the rumors snowball and they build and they get bigger and over the weekend it morphed into a much more fleshed out story that seems to still be going around so That is the first topic I want to get into tonight because it gets very interesting. So the talk now is that, yes, CM Punk is going to return, but he's going to return in a very specific way. And there's considerations that are being made for his return because Mm -hmm. some people 
do not want to be around CM Punk. And that's how it's being reported is that it's not a CM Punk issue. It's an issue with other people who don't want to be involved mm. with it. Read that as it may, or however you want to put that together. That's the word going around. So mm-hmm. the talk of a new AEW show on Saturday night, possibly known as AEW collision <laughs> is uh, now being spun as there'll be a new show on Saturday night. It's going to be called AEW collision. It's going to be the home of CM Punk. And it will also feature a roster mostly exclusive to that show. So that way people who do not want to be around CM Punk can be on dynamite on Wednesdays <laughs> and only the groups will meet at your occasional pay-per-views quarterly or, you know, however often if they have them five times a year these days, if you want to include forbidden door in there, but you know, whatever. Otherwise on a normal week, you would have, Not a full-on roster split, but yeah, in a lot of ways, a roster split with a Saturday (laughs) crew and a Wednesday crew. So the question I propose to you guys, the first thing that jumped out at me with this, if this is the case, if this is what's really happening, because we still do not have an official announcement of this Saturday show, but this is all the time. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going down. Here's the deal. Is CM Punk so important? Is he so valuable? Is does getting him back warrant doing a roster split if that's what it takes to get him back? Two James, let's go to you first. Yeah, first thing, let's let's address this Warner Media thing because this is always where I always start to like get really like agitated by like outlets covering this. If Warner Media Group, Warner Discovery, Warner Max, the Max Boys, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> If, if there was some type of personal request coming from them, major outlets beyond wrestling outlets will be covering it because all news is news. So if there was a direct order or, or some type of press release or some email thread that got out and said, Warner Media wants a new show because of CM Punk, because of this drama that's happened on AEW Access, All Access, in order to segregate the, the, the roster, other folks, Variety or Hollywood Reporter or somebody of that source were reported. So I, I it just gets so annoyed when I hear Warner Media wants to do this. It's trying to like build some level of legitimacy because Warner Media will not come out and play in the little kids' sandbox in terms of uh ne- uh, uh uh negating um uh rumors and whatnot. They they just don't care, they won't care. They're not like James Gunn, who will get in the trenches and say. That's not true, or that is true. And notice that it's him that comes out and says that, and not Warner Media Group. Whenever somebody slanders something about the uh, the, uh, the DC department and what's going on with the rumors and whatnot, so like it's it's just silly, you know. But I think by our conversation over the last few months, bringing CM Punk back, which is kind of like a I'm not even sure if that's like a correct statement they even made because he was never released, so he was always there. He was just leaving he's been back. injured. But, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he just whatever. But yeah, CM Punk on the roster and and figuring out a way to keep everybody happy is child's play to me. To even to even have a narrative that they created a new show because of him is hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> because it just doesn't it just really doesn't make sense. But I'll just end it with, by saying like them having him back is absolutely a plus for them because he does put butts in seats. He is absolutely a draw and i think with the drama attached to him 
um, that's going to have folks to tune in one way or another. So, um, yeah, you got to utilize them some way. And I think this is a way that they, that 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 works. And um, again, their lack of a star, like, and I and I, I don't mean mean like a wrestling star, but I mean like mainstream star. Um, I think this is somebody who kind of fills those shoes. Um, and if he didn't, then there wouldn't even be a discussion here. He would just be easily dispensable, and they'll just let him go. All right, Damien, get in here since you said you got weather happening in your area. Yeah, Let's we got some in. weird weather out, outside my window right now, but uh, <laughs> he is way more valuable than a lot of the wrestling fans seem to think he is or is not. Uh, a false brand split just to have him on his own show, that says more about Tony Khan and his <laughs> will, unwillingness to put his foot down on the EVPs more so than anything against CM Punk. Uh, he's probably one of their most, he's one of their more attractive box office uh, personnel. Let's just put it that way. For whatever Danielson, the Blackpool Combat Club, CM Punk to two chains point is a crossover star, even though he got his ass whooped in, you know, in uh, UFC. He's written for Marvel, you know, he's done other projects. So he is known by a you know even more niche organizations of people than even you know the the young bucks, but he's still known by more people than the EVPs worldwide and globally because of his affiliations probably with the WWE. So I'm looking at the situation of forget the fact that Punk's you know like you said is coming back or never left. I'm actually focusing on it from the talent standpoint of. Well, who's going to follow Punk? Because he has his has his positives in the locker room. You know, the FTRs of the world that I've gone on record and say, you know, they love the guy. There's a lot of AEW talents that will go to bat for Punk and saying he's been astronomical and instrumental in their development, such as Powerhouse Hobbs. I know Darby Allen had some good things to say about him. So that's actually more interesting to me is now we're picking sides. It's not so right. much a like in in real life picking size that leading to a different product. Uh, it's the equivalent of let's say Roman Greece? not getting along with I don't know. Let's say Shawn Michaels was still wrestling today, and they had to make a separate brand, and the click goes here, the dynasty goes there. That's what we're looking at potentially, and I'm just curious to see who's left over at Dynamite because there's a lot of people that don't like the Bucks. There's a lot of people backstage who think Kenny and the Bucks are just annoying AF. And this is more of an indictment on Tony Khan because instead of cutting bait on CM Punk, like it was long talked about, kept them around, didn't cut them, kept them on payroll, still haven't bought them out. So he's not dumb in terms of a business standpoint. But on a personal level, really, guy, you have to make up a new roster just because you know everybody can't get along in the sandbox. I'm just interested to see what kind of uh, talent is going to show up at this. What is it called? Collision? Yeah. yeah. What kind of talent is going to show up? Is this going to be dark 3.0 yeah. or is this actually going to be better than Rampage? We'll find uh, out. Also, really quickly. Uh, so since since we're just, you know, segregating the roster here, who also is going to be on that side from the women's division? Are you going to get uh, Thunder Rosa or are you going to get Britt Baker? Because clearly now you got another divide that's really right there. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode of All Access here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about this. And, and the reason why is because I'm not sure what the show is going to be. 
I'm I'm I personally, and this is not a secret, I enjoy dark and and uh, elevation more than more than dynamite and rampage. Full stop. So if they give me more dark, cool. Give it to me. Saturday at six o'clock, I'll be right there. Six oh five. Make it make it work. <laughs> but as far as the interpersonal relationship uh, between uh, the roster members and, and who gets along with who, I don't care. I, I literally can't care about trivial high school bullshit, you know, when we're talking about people, uh, you know, and who likes who. And uh, you can't sit with us and stop trying to get fetch over, Gretchen. Like, I, <laughs> like why? <laughs> you know, now, of course, all things being you know considered. This would make great fodder for a TV show if cameras were looking behind the scenes as it happened. Find out in three months. But realistically, if they give me more dark, I will absolutely take it. I don't care what channel it's on. I don't care if it's on YouTube or Twitch or Kick or whatever. Uh, give me more dark. I, I I will wholly embrace it. Now, as far as what the roster looks like and, and, and who's going to be on where, as long as John Moxley never shows his balding ass up, <laughs> As long as Eddie Kingston keeps his loser ass on the sidelines, I'm good to go. Send them all. Send everybody. But generally speaking, more dark, more gooder. Thank you, Tony Khan. I approve this message. <laughs> That's a big part of what was jumping out at me from the jump was like, okay, if they're really going to split things up, then like 2 James said, it becomes, okay, Who's choosing sides here? Who we, we there's the people that we know are your staunch, you know, CM Punk supporters. That okay, you know damn well FTR is gonna be like practically carrying his bags to Saturday night. So we know they'll be there. But like, yeah, how it would work, who would choose sides? Would certain people like you know, after a while would they just have to be okay? Look, we need to assign some people to this show as opposed to this show. I mean, I would think it would once you get further down the roster, it'd have to become that where Tony would kind of have to divide people up and be like look we need so and so many we need such and such many tag teams we need such and such many women's people do they go so far as to be like we're gonna you know put the tbs women's title on one the women's other women's title on the other have like jade on one show and jamie hater on the other so like the belts are evenly divided up too i mean there's a lot of uh layers to get into with this and then also i even just simply as this Will they acknowledge it in the course of like Please. television? Or is it just going to be, no, some people are on this show. Some people are on this show. If you're paying yes. attention, you'll notice that you don't see these people on Wednesday and you only see these people on Saturday. But yeah, is it going to be like an actually acknowledged thing or just, no, it's there, but we don't talk about that. Listen, <laughs> That's not, you know, part listen, of let's, let's, let's get silly with this. Like, again, like it, it, it feels like high school drama and beef. So we need some... You know, we need we need we need like a, a gimmick match where it's like the T Birds versus the Scorpions, and they just brawl out in the back of some wow, building and just let it happen. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're going to embrace this drama to the utmost of carrying out a new show, then you have to go full tilt at this point. And and I'm and I'm for it. Like, if you're going to be silly, then be silly. But like, seriously though. You have if you are a professional, and I I don't know who directly to point towards, but I'll just point to one of my favorite wrestlers and somebody like Ricky Starks. How would you feel if you clocked into work and there was legitimate a divide at work 
that management could not get ahead of, but instead embraced it and completely shifted the culture inside of a place for you to have to pick sides left and right. I'm just going to go off the limb and say for anybody who is like a um, like a, a federal or, or state employee and they were just like, all right, folks, Republicans, you go on this side. <laughs> Democrats, you're on this side. Good luck. Get the work done. <laughs> and I hope and I hope it all is well. You know, it's just, it's, it's 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 to me it's silly. And and like, honestly, I, 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 I want to look at the positives in terms of what Jamal is saying, like if they create a show that just happens to just be great, then good. But how noticeable will it be to, to see, you know, certain, uh, you know, certain members missing, you know, whether it's stables or, or, or tag teams or even storylines that can't be carried because of this. And it just becomes so brutally noticeable. Like, um, anybody who's ever watched, um, like uh do it like kind of going back a little bit here but like if you watch any of like the uh the x-men television show and like how they very evidently cannot carry certain properties because who has the rights to who and it's just like yeah so we're not going to talk about polaris's uh father because we can't talk about magneto wow but... polaris references <laughs> yeah yeah but you know we'll just skip around that you know and it's just like are we not going to address like how she got our powers? Like what's happening here? Like if it becomes something like that, I always can tie it back to something comic book related. I'm sure Damien can too. But like if it's if it's going to be something very evident like that, then you're 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 really like it's almost like a slap in the face to to the viewers. Like on one token, you're talking about an extra show because you have such a stacked roster and you want more TV time. But on the other hand, you're just like, but also. You, if you watch everything, you're obviously going to notice some continuity flaws, but that's okay because you don't need to know what's happening backstage. We'll, well hint at it, but you let, don't let need me, to know. Let me ask you this, then, because you speak about continuity flaws. You speak about a stacked roster. Is the roster actually stacked? Because I only see the same 10 people, 15 people in the rotation on, on Dynamite. I see the same 10, 15 people on rotation in the pay-per-view. And and we can name, you know, just we can go once, two or three times around the room and, and just name people that we know that we're going to see on a given show on a Saturday night or, or on a given show on a Wednesday night, rather. So yeah. the, the other petty bullshit aside, we know that Ring of Honor has a smaller but but dedicated you know roster with some interlopers, you know, tripes them back and forth. Well, what if this is more of the same? Because and, and honestly. Where did Jade go? Where is Serena Deeb? Uh, Tay Conti on the uh, show, you know, we see how her frustrations about her, she hasn't been featured in anything when she had a, a run and now no that she's not. And we know what the history after that, after that segment aired, you know, is more of the same for three, four months. Um, you know, will they feature more women? Will they? And then now they're importing so many Japanese stars and Mexican stars, you know, will they just send them to Dynamite and send the residuals over to um, the new show. Got we'll, it, we'll, 205 we'll, Live. And yeah, oh, so, God. But even still with 205 Live, I mean, and, and, and to be fair, if given a chance, 205 Live could have worked. 
unfortunately the segregation it, of it hurt it so bad the barney mm-hmm. and friends television show was well, never again, but see, you call it barney and friends speaking on the aesthetic of it yes the purple was 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 gross unless you're a Colorado rockies fan but the point is is that 205 live as as a as a bare bone show could have worked with if it were more when it went to nxt it was better but then again nxt was a different product and nxt fit with what 205 live was trying to do and you can almost... question for me hold on the question for me with with this new show is not necessarily about any one person it's more of how does this fit into the AEW ecosystem yeah will it be completely disjointed like dark will it be a fringe you know show that hangs on like rampage will it will it lead to will it be more of a wrap-up show like shotgun saturday night or heat mm. or velocity or wcw worldwide um where will they tape it is yeah, the show going to be an a, hour or two it's got to be a separate taping at this point they they don't they cannot tape all these damn shows in the same damn night like they've been doing anymore but that's the thing like wwe does raw and main event in the same night but that's yeah. only two matches and the rest are recaps yeah. right so they're not trying to do raw and smackdown at the same time on a regular basis. Well, well, but they kind of do because uh, they do Elevation, which is an hour. They do Dynamite, which is two hours, and they do Rampage, which is two, which is an hour. So it's a four-hour-long event. Um, yeah. And then if you want to sneak a match or two in there, then it is what it is. But then again, and this is part of the aesthetic of it because people really care about crowd size and participation and stuff like that. You, you can't have your show be in front of fifteen people because they're just getting into the doors of the of the building, like they do on Elevation. I mean, that's a hard sell. So there's a lot. uh, There's a lot to unpack as far as the aesthetic of the show and how it fits into the ecosystem. And I think that's much bigger than uh, your petty grievances between uh, the the, the locker room. I don't have a lot of confidence that this is going to do something besides just give folks an opportunity to wrestle. I I don't feel like it's going to get an elevation of talent. And God knows, I will. God knows I, I I I will always nod to when Dark uh first uh arrived on the scenes and what it did for wrestlers and the wrestlers' career. And if they somehow could get back to that magic, I listen, I'll tune in each and every week. But even at this point, I think they're way beyond that and they lost that identity a long time ago. Um, they gave up on it. Yeah, for sure. And I think like when you think like somebody like Sky Blue, who just got a contract recently, it's like cool. But like there's a history of folks. Well, yeah, that well, I'm getting to that. Well, yeah, there's a history of folks who also you can say is you know arguably as a fan you say deserve, but but also at the same time you say the body of work, the number of days that they shown up and didn't get the same opportunity. Diamante. So it, yes. So if you're gonna create another show to do the same thing, I find that to also be just as detrimental to have to the have same. these folks be mainstay but don't even give them a chance to stay, stay. Or if you get to sit at the kids table the entire time, because that's what it sounds like. Oh, see, mm. you're problematic. You're going to sit at the kids table for the rest of your life and you'll thrive there, but you'll never, ever sit with the Kings and the well, folks that clearly he care about. That's something that j- j- jumped out at me immediately. The moment I heard Saturday night, this show is going to be, it's going to be Saturday night, right away. I was like, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm barely ever going to see it when it airs because <laughs> Saturday night wrestling is not going to be a priority. Not at me. all. Con- you it, know, it's- unless it's unless it's like going to a live show or it's a pay-per-view, just a regular old show on a Saturday night. It's like maybe I'll like catch it on DVR the next day, the next morning. Or like, HBO Max. That's not going to be destination 
programming you know it it will suffer from combat sports because the only thing that keeps people in watching tv that late on a saturday is well, an undercard yeah is an undercard for a a major fight i think this week is going to be a testament to that but ufc has three tiers you have the undercard you have the, the prelims you have uh the undercard and then you have the main the main card which is on their pay-per-view and whatnot and boston follows the same recipe but before i even throw thrive into that jamal you know what just occurred to me here i have no idea this now all of a sudden doesn't seem so far-fetched because as we have reviewed uh episodes of all access there's been one consistent theme to every episode. And we said when it came down to the Bucks and Britt Baker and 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 uh and um and um uh Sammy Guevara, this has been a PR, almost a PR stunt for them to increase their likeliness and their image. The like what was it, was it the Q score? The likability <laughs> score. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it occurs to me that if Tony is willing to feature these wrestlers to make them more likable, and yet you don't hear them getting put at the kiddie table, this clearly sounds like a whole thing, a separation of these are the good people, these are the bad people. I guarantee if they do this show, Thunder Rosa is going to be right. Her return is going to be right there. We would not see her near a Britt Baker or some of the other women's the her flunky should we say at this point and this seems like this is why the the AEW all access show is the way it is to say these are the good people they'll be here these are the problematic crowd they'll be at this table well, and I know that sounds silly but like but, but maybe talking, that's maybe it has to be that way I mean like, because realistically you're not going to you, you don't want to throw money away by mm-hmm. by letting these guys go do all other things they are viable talents, so put them to work. And if it's easier to keep the fox in a different place than the hen house, then cool. Uh, build the fox a den. But because obviously it ain't working with everybody living under one roof. So, uh, you know, maybe it has to be that way. But again, that's more about the interpersonal bullshit. And that's going to that's going to rear its ugly head again and time and time again because yeah. people are people. Somebody's yeah. going to go in there and go, damn, maybe they were right about CM Punk. Somebody's going to go in there and then, damn, I didn't understand it about Britt Baker. Because people, people change. People have different experiences. Uh, FTR has a relationship with Punk based on their experience. And people are taking it as gospel. That doesn't matter because people are, because people are generally uninformed on the internet. They only know what they're being told. And being they're being led by the emotions based on the factions that they've chose to align themselves with. That's why I don't care about any of that. I only really care about the wrestling. And and I hear nothing but great things about Ring of Honor. I'm not climbing the paywall to see it, but yep, I hear I, nothing yep. but great things about it. Dynamite is what it is, and it is turning into a more centrist wrestling program. Mm. For North America, that is WWE. It is what it is. You want to draw the casuals. You got to put out a centrist product. So I wonder what this show will be. And if it and it doesn't need to be dark because that exists, it doesn't need to be you know Ring of Honor because that exists. It doesn't need to be Dynamite and Rampage because that exists. What the hell is left for the, prominent North American TV? Yeah, and to mimic one of them. <laughs> that's what's left. Basically, 
It doesn't need to be him, but that's only what's left is the mimic them. I don't think there's going to be enough creative power to say this is going to be something new. And I also think that WWE has tried so many new things that never worked that I don't think this is the time to start to create a new invention. I, I want to. I just want to ask Will and Damian one question really, really uh, quick here. When you talk about not being able to nip this in the bud, is there not enough money to be made here in order for folks to just let bygones be bygone and get back to fucking work? <laughs> okay, not to sound like the grumpy old wrestling fan, but back in the day, this was a common. Look at Brett and Sean. They <laughs> still they hated each other's guts, still made money. People didn't get along backstage. Obviously, we didn't have all access back then. And people still went to work, got along for the paycheck, and kept it moving. The, oh, man, I hear saying it like this, but I feel like I'm going to say it. Back in my day... This wasn't something that we cared about as fans, and it never got out. I feel as if now this is what happens when you appease the 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 I whatever the internet wrestling community. Reddit, types. Reddit, no, or Reddit, or, or what does Cornette call them? The Cucamonga Kids. You know, it's it's <laughs> they are the they are the epitome of the whiny crybaby. Like, oh, they were mean to me at work. I don't want to work with them. I felt threatened and go to HR. Come on, y'all could make millions of dollars on a on a elite feud versus let's say Punk and his peeps. Like, think about that: the Bucks and Kenny versus FTR and CM Punk. That's not going to put butts in seats. Of course it is, but no, we got to break everyone up. Like everyone's been saying, like it's high school, just to appease three people who you happen to give the executive vice president tag on that didn't deserve it in the first place. So you're capitulating to the children that can't play nice over here. And the grown ass men over here are just like, can I just go back to work and make some money? Like no, no, let me, let me ask you this though, because you said that your, your basis for this argument is money. Uh, I think if you're, if you're CM Punk, it's not about the money. If you're FTR, it's less about the money. If you are the bucks and the, and the elite, it's not about the money. It's about something more than money, and that's ego. So, uh, unfortunately, hurt. yeah, Feelings unfortunately, hurt. that's where we are. Because if there's, we say that there's money to be made because we know that there's money to be made. But but if we were them, and you already made the money, you have the title, you have the prestige, and now somebody's coming and you know besmirching your character, basically on either side. But that's what happened in, in both regards. The bottom line is, is that fuck the money. Get them out of here, yeah. and that's well. That's what that's what it is. And, and I don't care what job you have. At a certain level, nobody's going to come up to you and talk shit to you. I don't care if you work at McDonald's, but once you get to a level, you're a supervisor. Once you master that fry machine, ain't nobody going to come talk shit to you about it. Yeah, go let them. It's not about if the you money. Fix anymore. the ice cream machine. You're you're a god in that case. So yeah, I get well, it. I mean, like, if you know if we're working uh, ice cream machine, you know, add big gold belt on all the social media. Listen, I don't care how much people make at Chick Fil A. I love all of them. All of them. Exactly. Let your heart. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'll just say this before we go to the break. One way I heard this explained by some folks online that did make some sense. They're like, why didn't Tony just put his foot down and just tell them all to get to work? Like I said, there's money to be made. And one of the best reactions I heard to it was if the punk, if punk, and I'm not, I'm not punk, if the Bucks and Kenny are really in their feelings about this. If they're truly the ones like we don't want to be around him and Tony puts his foot down about it, it doesn't have to be about money to them because 
they can just wait for their contracts to end and they have a destination they can go to. And they know that in their head that if it came down to it and they want to be difficult about this and Tony don't want to play and Tony's like, no, forget it. They'd be okay. Fine. Bye. We're going to Connecticut. We're out of here when our contracts are done. So either way, they're going to make money. I think that's the thing to keep in mind. So stay tuned. We will find out. We will see what's up with all that. All right, let's go to break. When we get back, let's talk about Mercedes Vernado, old Sasha Banks, and what she's doing these days. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is back right after this. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media. With the latest news, interviews, and analysis, from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt Media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. All right, folks, we are back, and I almost forgot before the break when we have our halftime segment, since it's been a bit, we like to hit the indies when we come back out of halftime. So, Jamal, get in here with the Big Gold Belt Podcast Indie Wrestling Spotlight. Uh, Yep, and today we're going all the way out to the left coast on April 29th in Portland, Oregon, uh, the Roseland Ballroom, Roseland number 5 for Prestige Wrestling. That's April 29th, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, show should run 7 to 10.30, but it's the Roseland Theater, uh, number 8, 6th Street, 6th Avenue, Northwest, number 8, 6th Avenue, Northwest in Portland, Oregon. Uh, you can get your tickets at prestigewrestling.net. Uh, it's It looks like a hell of a show next Saturday, April 29th. Uh, Pentagon Jr., uh, Daniel Garcia, Sean Spears, Miyu Yamashita, uh, Trisha Dora is going to be out there, you know, Kevin Blackwood, Nick Wayne. It looks like a pretty damn good card. Uh, if you can't make it to Portland, you can catch it on, uh, you know, IWTV.live. Uh, that'll be live at 7 p.m. 10 Eastern uh, at the at the Roseland Theater, Portland, Oregon, for the Roseland Five from Prestige Wrestling. Looks like a hell of a show. Uh, get your tickets. Floor seats are gone. But you can definitely get in the building if you hurry right now to PrestigeWrestling.net and get your tickets for the Roseland Five in Portland, Oregon, next Saturday night. Uh, that's April 29th, 2023. And that's the Indie Spotlight for this week. Awesome, awesome. The Indies are heating up, folks, as we get out of the winter and into the spring. WrestleMania season's over with, so more and more shows are going to be happening. So get out and check out some Indie Wrestling. So I guess now we'll shift gears to overseas and two chains, you brought this up as a possible topic for tonight. So let, let, let's get into it, because because old uh, Mercedes Monet 
former Sasha Banks or Mercedes Vernado, whichever name you want to use, depending if you're watching her on The Mandalorian, which wrapped up this week. She's a, I'm not sure what she's getting into, but she's definitely teasing that she's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, She has a title match this weekend for the IWGP Women's Championship against uh, stardom icon Mayu Iwatani. So she has that, and that's rumored to be uh, the final match of the initial deal she signed with stardom. But there's already talk that that deal has been extended. So I guess depending on the uh, result of that match, that will probably be uh, pretty clear what the deal with that part is. But... Since you brought up the idea of wanting to check in on old uh, Sasha Banks, what, what, yeah. what were you thinking here? That was getting your attention. Yeah, I mean, I figured let's 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 just make it a quick roundtable. She she put out a couple of tweets, and I think that um, everybody's going to get different reactions. But I think the biggest thing to come away from it is that she said this is the happiest day of her life, and she's accomplished a lot. I mean, you talk about main event in WrestleMania historically, that's a big deal. Uh, getting the call from Disney is a huge deal, uh, which, again, you just mentioned the, the season two of The Mandalorian wrapped up. She did return for two episodes this season, uh, but still a huge deal. Uh, and beyond all the other things that Taylor behind any anything with Disney, I could imagine just tons of perks and incentives and conventions and, and, and conventions at that, too. You know, getting your meet and greet at c2e2 making a hell of a lot of money then doubling down hitting another convention there's a lot of reasons for her to to have had happiest days of her life so when you make a statement like that the attendance have to go up and i think the first thing for me is like well i'm happy she's happy because he seems to have been frustrated when it came down to wrestling for a while as we know when she left wwe that was an act of frustration peace out i'm out of here you know what i mean but (laughs) Yes, you bring up some 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 very important parts to this. There's rumors that her, her her initial deal may be done. Her being happy. Does that mean that they got extended? Does that mean that she has a more favorable deal? She did also did tweet that she wants to move out there, which is totally possible for what she does because they'll fly her anywhere she wants, especially if you're on that Disney check. And and, and beyond me, just keep praising Disney. She's going to have more and more opportunities like, you know, whether it's film, whether it's independent film, whether it's other series, other brands, other networks, she's going to get more money. Um, but I just think that, you know, the tweet, uh, the, the, the day before these tweets came out, she had said something that was very much, and shall I just say, Sasha Banks's, where she was talking about folks in her space. She says, hey, <laughs> my fans, please respect my space. And when you approach me, which is consistent of her. So I, I, I appreciated that, which... I'm just going to say that, you know, I'm not going to say, but if you know, you know. But, like, she said what needed to be said, which should probably be said a lot more <laughs> at times, too. But, nonetheless, uh, folks, respect wrestlers in their space and um, and their, their personal space, shall I say, uh, because they are real people, regardless if you see them on screen and whatnot. But, again, going back to her saying, like, this is the happiest day of her life, I think that it's good to know that she's in a good mental space to even tweet something like that as a person who's particularly private about her emotions and her thoughts that she comes out and says that you see her training. uh, She's, she was posting more often than none. And I think that like, this is a good sign to see her do more. And I think what was really telling is what she did at the press conference by saying that she did not want to be considered the best women's wrestling, but she wanted to be become one of the best wrestlers, which means that, 
She's taking her narrative in terms of, you know, making these monumental and historical moments and wanting to take the show on the road. So for me, I, I, I think we're getting ready to see what we love here at the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast as we label it as the world tour. I am very excited from this point on. I have not said this about her in a very long time to see where her career goes. I think now she got it figured out. I think all of the gears are clicking and I think we're going to see a nice stint with her in New Japan and in stardom, but I think we're going to see her in a lot more places. And I think she's finally getting that joy that she once had when she was in NXT and that is a good sign for all fan of any fan of formerly known as Sasha Banks, but now of Mercedes Monet. So I'm excited. That's what I got from these tweets. But again, I said like this interpretation could be from uh, different for everybody. She could be blowing smoke. You know, it could be anything. It could be some wrestling related. It could be some personal. It could be anything, you know, but just curious what everybody's reaction would be. And if not, what do you think her next step should be at this point now? So here's the thing. Uh, big picture thinking, because I'm not really a fan of Sasha Banks and WWE. I don't watch stardom, so I don't really care what she does in Japan. I just hope, big picture thinking, that this is the blueprint. This this is because uh, regardless of what I think about her as, as a talent, uh, she has absolutely been able to capitalize and seize on moments and opportunities uh, afforded to her and in, in a way that we haven't really seen in a while uh, since arguably John Cena, mm. arguably The Miz, arguably The Rock. Mm. And whether mm. that takes her into superstardom and other ventures or not as remains to be seen, it doesn't even have to. The fact that she's able to do what she's doing right now and come into another, not just culture, not just company, but, you know, wrestling, you know, ecosystem as a top drawer um you know in that moment right now and it's easy for a wwe diehard wwe fan to say well you'll never make it outside of wwe because there's nothing better than wwe <laughs> and you know that's what the cult uh mentality uh tends to make you believe but i really really hope and this isn't exclusive to any one company i hope that if you're in japan and you see what she did leaving america to come to japan i hope that you do the same thing and we're starting to see a little bit of that where um, the talent from Japan are coming over and are being embraced, not just in AEW, but on the indies. Uh, you know, the show in Portland, Mia Yamasta is going to be there, not as an AEW talent. She's going to be there as Miyu Yamashita. Now, obviously, that comes after, you know, getting her reps in and getting her name up and getting that weight, that cloud up and that weight up for her to be able to come in and do what she's doing. So I really hope that this is the blueprint that women like uh, Monet, women like Miyu, uh, Yamashita, uh, women like Maki Ito, uh, you know, uh, Rina, Rina Yamashita, um, Dominic Guarini, who's going to be in Japan uh, for uh, Deadlock, companies like DPW uh, doing a show with Gato Move in, in Shinjuku um, next week. It's not just about cross-pollination. Um, it's, you know, it's about collaboration. You know, mm. it's about sharing the wrestling with the rest of the world. And I hope the rest of the world, including the Middle East, including Europe, you know, Germany, Australia, Singapore, all gets in on the mix. So mm -hmm. I really hope that she takes the world tour 
But um, I, and I hope that that door is open for anybody that wants to come behind her in any direction that they want to go to go forth. I love this. I, can I just add 10 seconds of commentary really quick? Uh, Jamal has said something that has stuck with me for a very long time. And he always used to say after Sasha got to the main roster that he hated the gimmick. And I never understood. He was like, how is she the boss? And there's Stephanie McMahon right there. And I could never, ever <laughs> oversee that. I actually think for the first time ever, she can actually live that gimmick because she actually can call her shots and she actually can move the way she want to move. And I think she can change the landscape of things by becoming the blueprint, which is also her gimmick in doing so. So imagine that full circle. This took her a hell of a long time to make it work. <laughs> I'll try to be brief. I'll, I'll say Mercedes KV has come a long way since chaotic wrestling way back Way back when, uh, I've always been a Sasha supporter. I've always appreciated the four horsewoman of NXT. She was always on the number one scale for me way back when, when I was doing Last Mark Standing and all that good stuff. To see her growth and her development, not just as a wrestler, but also being able to call these shots now, like we just said, like I don't even think she thought that she would be able to do that especially without the backing of Snoop Dogg. Because for a long time, it's like, okay, she's just getting all this mainstream attention because she's Snoop Dogg's cousin. It's like, no, no. She's gotten this on her own accord, at least to this point. And now she gets to do the Street Fighter II World Tour, which I think, honestly, is, is a great thing for her because she is a wrestler. She will quantify herself as a wrestler. She's never been a sports entertainment uh, entertainer. Sure, the gimmick, whatever, the mean girl stuff back in uh, NXT was one thing. But she has always prided herself, even on the indies, as being a wrestler. And she's able to now wrestle all over the world without a WWE contract. I think she's too big for AEW, to be quite honest. So I think it'll be a waste of time for her to go over there. So she picks her own destiny. It's like those books back when we were kids. Choose your own adventures. Like, I'm going to flip <laughs> to page 17, and I'm going to get to the goal and not die. So... That's what she's doing right now. And I can't be, for a person I don't know, I'm proud of her development. I'm proud of what she got because she had some mental health issues. Remember going back in WWE when she left the first time. She had that mental health break. Uh, Vince told her to take two months off. She came back and now the thing with Laurenitis and the belts happened. So she's like, F this. I don't need the WWE. And I'm sure everybody who's a casual or people who don't like Sasha or Mercedes would say, you're going to come back. They always come back like Scarface. No, she don't need to come back. She is just fine. And if she takes that next step in her, I guess, her overall crossover appeal, she's going to be doing the Dwayne Johnson stuff. Like, nah, I'm going to come back once every four years just because. Even if she wants. But that's if she wants. She doesn't have to. And that is one of the most beautiful things an independent contractor could ever hope to do consistently. So good for her. Yeah. I will, since y'all have nailed so many good points, I will keep this pretty quick too. But I think that really sums it up right there because the ultimate way I think you win at pro wrestling is if you get to the point where you can call your own shots, truly be your own boss and be in demand and be able to like, okay, I'll go here, but it's going to be this way. It's going to be like this because I've earned the right 
to be able to handle my business the way I want to handle my business. In a lot of ways, I think right now, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Bernardo, wherever you want to call her, Mercedes Monet, she's running side quests right now. I want to do stardom. <laughs> I'm going to do stardom. I want to live in Japan for a bit. I'm going to live in Japan. And while I'm doing that, when the Disney stuff comes up, when they need me for Star Wars and all that, damn right I'm there. And when I'm doing it this way, we're not being tied to a company and not being locked into a long deal. It's like, look, priority number one is going to be the mouse. But priority number two, I'm going to wrestle around that. But because of that, it's got to be on my terms. It's got to be in a way where I can do it that makes sense to me because she's got her hands in a lot of stuff right now. And good for her. Good for her. She's got so much stuff going on. She's got her own CBD line. I think she's doing some fashion. Hell, she was doing Fashion Week. Let's not forget about that. When her and Naomi showed up at that before she went back to wrestling. So she is really, I think the the, the comparison Jamal made earlier to John Cena, The Miz, you know, we're not at the rock levels yet, but this is Cena dipping that toe into TV. When he first started getting like, you know, his commercials and all that. And now he's, you know, made a whole career of that. This is kind of the beginning of that. Cause you, know, you cannot understate getting that gig on the Mandalorian, getting in with Disney. Cause that's just the opportunities that got to be coming from that affiliation. And now that's lasted into another season. And she was in the last couple episodes. Hell, I watched the finale today. There she was. So the opportunities are going to come from that the potential yeah. is just amazing yeah just really really quick i want two 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 extra minutes of this too also too like considering that she's in a mandalorian and that's like a culture of folks who have to wear helmets she easily could have been in the show and not been masked let's not forget that yeah uh right. the, uh prince harry was in uh the last jedi i think and he was a stormtrooper right you never know he was there <laughs> listen to what i'm saying here the prince yeah. <laughs> they didn't show the prince so this understanding that like her being able to be unmasked is definitely a big p- positive for her career and a value and what they made deem as her being valuable in doing so so like you know call it what you want but like you said the, the being on the mandalorian is a big deal and i think the other thing too is sasha banks has got to be saying in her inner circle there is levels to this shit because there are no folks doubt. that are leaving wwe mm-hmm. And the first thing they think is, I'm going to go get a check at AEW. And she's like, cool, yeah. you go do that. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to really ball when you leave out of yeah. WWE. I'm, I'm going to really show you all like I, why I'm Mercedes Monet, why I'm about those dollars. And I appreciate that because as we said a lot, I think last year when all the layoffs and stuff were happening, that when you are an independent contractor, I don't think a lot of people understood the value of what that means. Understanding you know, trademarking your name and your brand and your logo and not just being, you know, leave, uh, having to leave a job or being fired from a job, but then being stuck as to what do I do next? When there's opportunity left and right, go get you a convention check, you know, go, go do something outside of wrestling so that you have a backup plan. I think Mercedes right now is completely striking on all iron that, it ain't just always about wrestling. I could leave at the highest pentacle and still make it happen. This ain't a setback. This is a come up. I how, how how damn cool must it be for her to go to a, like a Target or a Walmart, go to the toy aisle, and there's wrestling figures of her, and you go down the aisle, and there's Star Wars figures of her, too. 
I mean, it's nuts when you think about it. Yeah. But all right. We nailed that one. Let's get to our final topic for the night. We're in the home stretch here, getting close to our hour. So let's talk about Big Bill. We talked about Big Bill recently. Old friend Goldberg. Our friend Goldberg is talking about how he needs to go out. He needs a retirement series. And if it's not going to happen somewhere, maybe he needs to book it himself. He's already talking about multiple cities multiple locations kind of like you know the goldberg send-off tour which immediately made me think of there's gonna be a big show in london there's a stadium that needs to be filled we talked about him going there before but this sounds like more of like a perfect storm where you got a guy who wants to do his final matches he's putting the word out making it known there's a stadium that needs to be filled lord knows he hasn't probably been over there and who knows when is there a reason for Goldberg's future to cross up with Wembley Stadium this August in AEW? Who wants to get in here first? I'm not sure who right. wants to jump on this. Goldberg is completely pathetic to sit here and try to <laughs> undermine WWE by first saying he didn't give a proper retirement. Nothing about how he and how he wanted to be booked spoke to retirement. Because even when he did retire one last rod, one last uh spear, one last jackhammer. Then you come back and you didn't deny that you went back and go and get that check. So at this point, now you are a featured act or a prize fighter. Disembrace it, that's it. And it's pathetic for him to undermine the booking of what he obviously wanted to now trying to use that as a as a as, as almost collateral for why he should he deserves to get booked to be able to do this but granted he'll put butts in seats too and the Saudi prince knows it and hopefully everybody in the UK knows it too that if he shows up at Wembley those are definitely some tickets coming off the shelf there so Goldberg just just let it be what it is man you're a feature act you're a prize fighter and help the young talent get over do do your do your split do your whole spiel and then that's that. I, I still pop for anything he does because he's one of the you know childhood favorites. But other than that, I don't think he needs to be thinking in the mindset like he needs to be like the direction of where things get r- routed through. Like, no, just show up, do your thing, and then roll out. You, you should know it by now. So Saudi Arabia has been in his pocket so long. I can't even believe he has the, the lips to say anything. He should already know his role at this point. Silly. It's completely silly and pathetic. <laughs> Goldberg is 56 years old. Let's just start there. <laughs> Grandpa Bill thinking he deserves to have it, you know, go it his way. They go, correct me if I'm wrong, but in wrestling, aren't you supposed to go out on your back? Isn't that how it is when you have a retirement runoff where you, you leave your boots in the ring and you go out on your back? Didn't he go out on his back? Then the travel chief choke him out. Wasn't that enough to say, Arriva Durchi, but no, Bill Goldberg wants to do the the retirement run, and I'm gonna compare this to the NBA. It's different when Dirk had the retirement run versus when Paul Pierce wanted a retirement run. Paul <laughs> Pierce wasn't getting the same amount of love as Dirk Nowitzki was getting. So this is what Goldberg's become. He has become Paul Pierce. He's bitching. <laughs> he's moaning. He's complaining that he's not paid enough respect. Yeah. And think about it from this standpoint also. It's not that he's wanting to get these last matches here in America. 
because nobody wants to see him in America for longer than two minutes. He has to go to Saudi. He has to go to the UK. Shit, he might go to Germany, like Jamal was saying, and do the international tour just so he can get those big checks because I don't want to pay money to see a 56-year-old man get concussed again by putting his head through a mirror or whatever the hell that was. So enough, Bill. You're not LeBron. You're Paul Pierce. It's okay. Just go away. <laughs> yeah, now all we need is Goldberg to get on the IG Live with some women and smoking, and that's the entertainment I need right there. You want to be Paul Pierce? Go full tilt, sir. <laughs> it's, it's a damn shame that 27 years in the business gets you a pat on the butt and a push out the door. Now, granted, I'm not a fan of Goldberg at all uh, because I actually like wrestlers. Goldberg was... A poor man's Hogan when Hogan was a poor man's, you know, well, Steve Austin uh, back then. And that was still 25 years ago. I'm not, I'm not saying that he deserves his own show. I'm not saying that he deserves 25 minutes of a one-hour show where he gives out ice cream bars to the crowd. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is if Goldberg wants one final match, in the same way that The Undertaker got one final match, in the same way that Ric Flair got one final match several times, in the same way that, <laughs> uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, you know, had his last match. There are there are a lot of people that have just, that have stopped and faded away that should have that moment, that one final match. I don't know who that would be against. I don't know where that should happen. But I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve literally one match, 12 minutes, and get the hell out of the ring. But if Ric Flair can have a, de- a damn a decent show with a 40-minute <laughs> long match that nearly killed him, then sure. I'm, it, it's obviously been done. I'm, there's no Goldberg isn't breaking new ground here. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. And because it's only one night, the last night, and then it's done. No Saudi, no no Royal Rumble. He come the next time we see him will be on an episode of a table for three. So if he, if the old man wants one one last match, I'm I'm okay with it. Um, I wouldn't put too much thought in it, but let him get a spear, let him get a jackhammer, let us you know, and and get the golf cart out to carry it uh, backstage. Um, you know, do it in Atlanta. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with it uh, yeah. whatsoever. And, and you think of like how many people like Luger can't have that. Uh, Dean Malenko yeah. can't have that. Lance Storm uh, should have had that. He he won't. Uh, Jerry Lynn should have had that. He won't. Uh, and 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 you know think like at the, at the in the moment, you only really have one last time being your final time. And and whether he deserves it or not is my, not up to me to say because I don't like his ass. But yeah. I'm willing to afford him you know, the respect the 27 years in the business at a top level, somehow, some way, uh, gives him. So, yeah, no I, match. I do not think, it, it's not a match, I'll be quick, but it's not a matter of him deserving because WWE gave him the opportunity plenty of times. Roman they gave Ric Flair seven opportunities, you know, plenty of times. Right, but you don't hear Ric Flair saying WWE didn't give me a proper send-off. Yes, they did. You just wanted to wrestle again. Goldberg got it too. And that, that's why I'm saying it's pathetic for him to even come out with this posture of like, oh, they didn't give me a proper send off. 
Yes, they did. If you, you beat the fiend in Saudi Arabia <laughs> with the title, so stop that. Like now, exactly, well. come on, man. in front of your kid, bro. Come on now. <laughs> That's right. Like, has a son out there. Yeah, like come on now. Like stop. And every single time that they call with a check, you said yes. You could have said nope. I'll leave it as it is. <laughs> Well, no, but also Michaels did the same thing with Saudi call. When Saudi calls, you answer. That's Steve apparently. Austin did the same speed. thing. Absolutely, but that was folks like a don't retire point. in wrestling. It is what it is. Not at all. <laughs> no. Not at all. If an injury don't take him out, that's the only way. You know, yeah. if they can go, there's a check to be made. They're gonna go for it. Yeah, that's the wrestler way. Yeah. So who would you want for him to have his last match with? MJF Sting. It oh, have to be MJF. Sting. I've heard people mention MJF, and a lot of people were getting irate about that. They did not like that idea. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, you have, I mean, just, just for like, if you do it on Passover, like, uh, or Rosh Hashanah, absolutely. Yeah. Two yeah. of the biggest Jewish wrestlers of all time. How about Jeff Jarrett? Ooh, Ooh, I would like that. I think Jarrett's too good. I think so too. That's why it's perfect. I think so too. Since you mentioned Jared, I'd take Jared over Sting. It'd be a better match. Same. Yeah. The, the, the vibe would be better since Jared could work heel. I don't know what a cinematic match would be uh, with Goldberg, but I'm not sure if I want that versus a traditional. Gotcha. Hey, did you uh, you see the SpaceX launch today? I heard it went well. well that's that's what you'll get. <laughs> a, rapid dis- a rapid disassembly, as it was yeah. described on their Twitter account. <laughs> and the commentary was like, and there's that. <laughs> oh boy well we are at our time is there anything anyone wants to throw in really quick before we go because this is it yes no question is alexa bliss a a, a first ballot hall of famer yes 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 yeah 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 and and thinking about it it's not even close not even close She's so, exactly yeah. what they like. They're if you could make a mold of a WWE style women's Correct. wrestler, she's it. Yeah. And I would love so. to revisit this question and say if everybody had to retire today, who is headlining the uh the Raw uh, the said Royal Rumble, the Hall of Fame? If everybody from the roster retired, who will headline it? Goldberg. Roman. Okay. I still think save that for down the road. That's what I thought could be an interesting topic for a week. We got a slow week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, folks. Thursday night, 8 p.m., your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast goes live on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, too, even. All the social media platforms. And then the next day, we drop in podcast form. So whether you want video or audio, we got you covered in both formats. Of course, all your wrestling and Nerd culture stuff, comic books, movies, all that at Big Gold Belt and at BigGoldBelt.com. The website version too. So social media at Big Gold Belt. You can find all the great stuff there. The Jeer is always busy keeping up with the TV shows and the movies and the never the never-ending formats of stuff that are coming out. So Thursday next Thursday, we will be back 8 p.m. talking wrestling like we do every week. Stay safe, folks. Watch some wrestling, and we will talk to you then. What I really need, that bitch.